You're listening to NBS Cast with your hosts, Rachel and Tommy. Welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm your co host, Tommy. And today we get to continue our series on giving back. And we have a very special guest on with us today. We have Stephanie Kirsten Rivera. Say hi, Stephanie. Hello. Good morning. Hi. We're so excited to have you on the show. So before we get into talking about how you like to give back to your community, let's have you introduce yourself. So you can tell us your name again, your current job title or role, and how long you have been with NBS so we can get to know you just a little bit better. Sure. Um, My name is Stephanie Kirsten Rivera, and I am a junior project manager for the client services team with Nelnet Payment Services. That's a long, that's a mouthful. (laughs) Um, And then I have been with Nelnet for 16 years um, with the NBS division. I started in May of 2007, right out of college. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Stephanie. I'm excited to have a conversation with you about giving back. Yes. Thank you for having me. So, Stephanie, why is giving back or community service important to you and to your team? Um, For me, I am a helper, and I like to be productive and useful. I also love to learn, so community service is a great way for me to to bring all of those things together, um, allowing me to to do and to help, um, but also allowing me to gain exposure to the things that I would otherwise never never see or or do anywhere else. And I'm really excited to get into some of those things here in just a minute, but I want to kind of stay on this same line for just a second because we know why it's important to you, but how important is it to you to work for an organization that encourages its associates to serve their community? And why is that piece important to you? I am very grateful that Nelnet not only encourages and provides team members with opportunities to volunteer, um, but also locally within the Lincoln community. Um, I know that they give back financially to several events and sponsorships. Um, So living in Lincoln, I often see the Nelnet, Allo, or even the Union Bank name listed as sponsor for things. Um, And so without that support and backing, we wouldn't have those events in our community. Um, and available to us. So I'm very, very proud to work for a company that is so generous. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, I don't live and work in Lincoln specifically anymore, but I still enjoy seeing different stories about how Nelnet gives back, whether it is there in Lincoln or encouraging other remote associates to give back or other high concentration areas of associates to give back. to me, I agree. It's very important and very encouraging to see the many ways that the company goes about doing so. Yeah, for sure. So how do you incorporate giving back into your regular uh, individual or team practices? Um, my husband and I are um, do not have children, so we have a lot of time and energy. <laughs> <laughs> and we are often out and about doing something or helping at something. Um, and actually, when we first met, uh, my husband worked at a non- in the nonprofit space, and he had for some time. So he introduced me to various events and organizations within our community. Um, Our first date was actually at the the Asian Center's annual curry clash. So I think that has just been a huge presence 
um, that that aspect of giving back, being involved, um, has been a huge presence in our marriage and in our relationship. He also, it's interesting because he is involved on several boards and so again, opening up a whole world to me that I had knew nothing about or had very limited um, exposure to. So he's always including me on you know various activities or whatever that board is doing or nonprofit is doing. Like this last weekend, we were walking the trails, picking up signs for a local biking community biking event. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so always doing something. Well, I love that that's been a piece of your relationship since day one. I think that's really cool. And it's it's kind of fun because that was our very first date. And so yeah. we it's an annual event. Um, it's um, like a cooking. They have several chefs. And so trying all the different foods. And um, we go back annually in the the director of the of that cultural center knows us now and she's like oh there you are happy anniversary so it's kind of fun to be able to to meet and get to know those people too Mm -hmm. um, that I would have never probably crossed crossed paths with before yeah yeah that's really cool building those relationships I I just I love that I think that's so neat and a lot of them too it's like I know you from this place and oh there you are at this event and so it's kind of fun to be able to to see them around town So along those same lines, Stephanie, how do you go about encouraging your team or other teams at NBS and Nelnet to also give back? Um, I think volunteering is a great team building exercise. Mm -hmm. It allows team members to get to know each other in a different way, as well as work together in a different way. Within the Nelnet Payment Services or NPS, the leadership regularly incorporates giving back into our um, annual all-team meetings. Mm-hmm. So it's it's even more fun because you get to work with people within maybe your your sub organization. You know, Nelnet mm-hmm. is so big, mm-hmm. um, so you get to work with people. You know, in the IT team or or in um, marketing or accounting that you don't get to interact with maybe on a daily basis. So that's really fun. Um, it's also kind of a fun deviation from your daily routine. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes can be lighthearted. You know joking and having fun. Last year, we spent um, a day sorting clothing at the Center for People in Need. Mm -hmm. And so um, just interacting with them. And we found a lot of Nelnet shirts and, you know, kind of making jokes and and things. So it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And then um, I just encourage anyone to think about something that they're passionate about. Um, Do a little Googling, find out, um, you know, find a local organization and just reach out, reach out and ask, you know, what can I do to help? What do you need help with? Um, you can ask a family or a friend, a family member or a friend, you know, something maybe they do to be involved and tell me more about that. Do you need help with that? You know, mm-hmm. or what can I do to help you? Or can I come with you? Or so it doesn't have to be big and all encompassing. It's just something, you know, through your church serving donuts after service or picking up litter with your kids at the park um, or, you know, calling the local uh, parks and rec office and asking, you know, do you guys need help pulling weeds or planting? Um, A lot of those things um, are big, big things and they would take any help that they could get just to, um, you know, make your community a better place. And there's some ownership in that too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Great suggestions. I know we're going to circle back to that here in just a little bit, um, but 
I, I like that you're already thinking <laughs> about the different ways that people can volunteer or get involved in their communities. Could you provide a short summary of some of the ways that you or more specifically your team have given back? Sure. Um, my husband and I, we help to serve meals at the gathering place. It's a local um, soup kitchen. So we do that monthly. In the summer, there is a concert series called the Hub and Soul. Um, and that benefits the the Lincoln Trails. So helping, you know, sell beer or, you know, being available to answer questions. Um, my husband is an avid biker um, and bicycle, not uh, motorcycle. <laughs> so I often help um, at those events, like packet pickup the night before the event or what they call SAG support. Um, and that's like um, stops within the race, you know, maybe mile 50 of a hundred miles where you, you know, help fill up water bottles, you, you know, oh, you need a tire pump, you know, let me, let me grab that for you. Um, oh, you need some, I don't know, cookies, crackers, chips, whatever they want to snack on. So just helping, that's really fun. Um, cause again, it's a whole, it opens your eyes to a whole different community and a lot of our friends participate. So it's, it's very social too. Um, I've been a reading tutor um, for a young, I think it was a second grader. I did that for a year. Um, I've helped prepare taxes at a, a, a local uh, community. It was actually through Community Action, um, and they hosted an IRS VITA site. So they did free tax prep for any community member. So I've done that for, or I did that for several years. They no longer have that site. Um, I speak Spanish pretty fluently, so I've, I've acted as an interpreter through several different events and organizations. I've also taught English um, through Lincoln Literacy and El Centro de las Americas. My husband worked for the Parks and Rec Department, City Department, and so helping serve lunch to city employees who are working the annual Uncle Sam Jam 4th of July event, so I've done that. There are various watching the NBS Teams channel or the portal page, mm -hmm. being able to kind of raise my hand for some different opportunities that have come up there. So wrapping gifts uh, for the, the wrapping gifts with the friendship home at Christmas time. I've done some some garden cleanup at the child advocacy center, I'm handing out books to young kids at Head Start. Um, and then some other ways that we do is, like I said, we participate, my husband and I participate or attend local fundraising events, such as the one that I described through the, the Asian Community Center, um, donating. Um, you only have so much time and energy. Um, so being able to, to donate and give back to causes you know, that you, um, being able to donate and give back to causes that you think are important and will help others within your community. So that's been really great. Um, yeah, those are some of the things that I have done either individually or, you know, some of the, the things through the um, United Way with Susan Hoover's posts and teams. Those have mm -hmm. been maybe more with um, team members from MBS or NELNET. Mm -hmm. and that's been fun too, because again, you get to meet all sorts of people and then, oh, I saw you last year. Hi, how are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you only see these people at annual things, which is, um, which is interesting, but also, again, fun to, to get to know them year after year. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and that's actually how we got connected with you, Stephanie, was, um, you know, I know Susan Hoover's really big on volunteering and posting those opportunities in our team's channels and sharing them in other ways, too. Uh, so we got to to have a quick chat with her and say, hey, who do you know around <laughs> NBS that, you know, is pretty regular with volunteer work or, you know, if you post something in Teams, who's something that usually says, yeah, I'll be there. And you were one of those people that came up. So uh, that was a great way for us to get connected with you so you can share some of your experiences. It's kind of fun because it's a variety, a varied list of items, you know, mm-hmm. you never know what they're going to need help with or who they're looking for or what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So being able to, you know, again, that learning and experience of seeing and doing things that I would never in my life get to see or do um, has been really fun and eye-opening too. Mm -hmm. It's also very, very satisfying. Mm, I bet. So speaking of that, you listed off a bunch of things (laughs) you've been able to do, which is awesome. Um, Can you tell us of those that you listed, or if there's one that you haven't talked about yet, what's been one of your most rewarding or your most favorite experiences be giving back? Sure. Um, I've had the opportunity to teach English a couple different mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and a couple different settings, more of like a, a small group or classroom setting, um, as well as individual. And it's, it's always fun to, to see them have those aha moments with things mm-hmm. um, that are seemingly basic, but are going to have a big impact in their day-to-day life. Seeing people develop that confidence um, is really, really great too. One of the one of the, the students that I had was an older woman from Columbia, and she lived in Lincoln with her daughter and her daughter and her grandkids. And um, she had very limited English Um, very minimal, I'd say. And so she was dependent. She depended on her daughter for everything. And so being able to, to, you know, meet and talk about, um, you know, counting money and this is a quarter, this is, you know, 10 cents, this is, you know, and then practicing to count that, Mm -hmm. working on greetings, you know, being able to say hello in the grocery store to the cashier, Mm -hmm. Um, being able to, to say foods, at the grocery store, you know, this is an apple, this is a peach, this is a cucumber, mm-hmm. <laughs> being able to, to say those things and, and, you know, the independence of buying those things. Um, when we met weekly at a coffee shop and um, seeing her having an interaction with the barista to, to greet them, you know, kind of the full process to greet them, order her coffee, pay for her coffee, and then being able to say thank you was super, super rewarding. So. Mm-hmm. Another one of my students, um, he was from El Salvador, and he actually knew English pretty well, but he just needed that confidence. Mm. He just needed to to develop that confidence to speak the language and um, learn as a, I, you know, learned Spanish throughout, you know, middle school, high school, and college. Um, and that is, once you have that confidence, you're, you know, it's the, it's to the moon. You can do whatever. Mm-hmm. So just building that confidence and, and having that base to be able to, to ask the questions, to engage, to, you know, yeah, that was really fun. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. I would love to know how you go about seeking out volunteer opportunities. How do you find them or anything along those lines? Yeah. So I mentioned, but my husband working in the nonprofit space was, was a huge exposure for me, hearing about the fun things that he was getting to work on and the people that he was helping, uh, 
um, the challenges that they faced. That was just incredibly eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, a lot of those opportunities have been through the people that he knows and the organizations that he knows. Um, but then there's other things too. Out coming out of college, I don't even know how I got involved, but my friend and I co-taught an English teacher through um, El Centro de las Americas. That was before I knew my husband, many, many years before I knew my husband. So just reaching out, having an interest. I loved the culture and the language. So having the the interest of, you know, what can I do to give back to a group that has been so beneficial to me and to, to my, you know, studies. I studied abroad and the people were so incredibly patient, you know, my host family and, and the, the people that I met there. So, you know, what can I do to, to give back and have exposure to that culture too, to be able to, it's such a joyful culture. And so being able to, you know, have that interaction was a really a, a blessing. I mentioned through the, you know, looking on the portal, looking for opportunities there, um, you know, the things that Susan Hoover has posted in Teams. Great advice. Uh, those posts in Teams, those things that are shared on the portal, they're very frequent. You know, very rarely does a, a week or a couple weeks go by without you seeing some kind of opportunity to give back. So uh, I just love being able to, to plug that, you know, keep looking at the portal, keep looking mm-hmm. at the Teams posts, keep looking in TGIF for opportunities that yeah. come up. Those are all great resources that anybody can take advantage of if they're interested in looking for ways to give back. Yeah. And I would recommend too, like a lot of those are local, um, you know, Lincoln or Lincoln or Omaha um, opportunities, but, you know, maybe something sounds interesting to you and, oh, let me, you know, I think that sounds like a great opportunity. Let me find a local organization and where you could kind of do something very similar, but locally in your own community, since we're all kind of spread out. You know, that's a a great segue into the (laughs) next question that I have for you, Stephanie. So um, I would love to know, we all know that COVID changed a lot of things, not just about the work world, but about the world in general, right? Sure. So how do you feel you've been able to continue a culture of giving back when a lot of teams now do work in a remote or hybrid capacity? And have you found opportunities to volunteer together virtually or what's that been like for you? I haven't experienced anything virtually, I guess. Um, The having and maybe it was just a coincidence, but with NBS and, and Nelnet's usage of teams, having the ability to, to mm-hmm. see those opportunities come up um, and be posted um, is, is one more way to share that information and those mm-hmm. experiences. So I think that's been great. One of the um, volunteer opportunities that my husband and I are involved with, the monthly um, serving of, of dinners at the... Um, at the local soup kitchen here actually started out of COVID. They had um, served, you know, dinners in person. You kind of go through the line, you fill your plate, and then they have um, places where people can sit and eat together. And um, we, we were asked or, you know, we were approached to help with that because they needed um, to be able to serve the food um, mm-hmm. and to go containers. And so that whole kind of operation changed. Mm-hmm. So we don't know it, not um, serving to go dinners, but they've mm-hmm. since now opened back up, but they still offer the ability to serve those meals to go and or actually put them into go containers, I guess, which is, I think, 
for the community members that are coming to to eat those meals. Perhaps they don't want to eat in person, so they can now take their food to go. That completely stemmed out of a COVID environment and the COVID mm-hmm. situation. So I just think it's in that particular example, it's made it more accessible mm-hmm. um, because you know they can get their food and they they don't have to stay there. There's not that pressure to stay there, mm-hmm. so they could take it to go. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I agree. All right, Stephanie, we have one more question for you. Sure. And it's what tips or advice do you have for other associates or teams here at MBS to make giving back or volunteering a priority in 2020? Um, I think just thinking, you know, taking taking some time to think what is important to me and then the action of finding something that supports that, um, you know, whatever it may be. Um, or if you know, you know, I think it's I think it's taking the time to do the work um, and do do the action and follow up with it and then follow through. Um, it doesn't have to giving back doesn't have to be all encompassing. Um, it could just be something small, um, you know, taking cookies to the 911 call center or mm-hmm. you know dropping off brownies at the fire station. It doesn't have to be all encompassing. It could just be something very, very small. Taking, you know, making soup for a friend or family that is sick um, Mm -hmm. or going through a hard time. It doesn't have to be um, a huge, huge investment. So I think it's, you know, if you want to get involved, start small. Find something you would be passionate about or interested to learn about. um, And then just, just take a few moments to reach out and look up their website. You know, Google is really great. So find something and then and then do do the things. Great advice. And I think the only thing I want to add to that is when you do find something for you or your team or your family or your friends, whoever you're volunteering with, make sure to share your story with us so we can share that with the rest of the company. So send in some pictures and a short summary of what you did to TGIF so we can put that in our you know upcoming edition and share that with everyone because that is part of the inspiration, right? When you hear about other people volunteering and using their time effectively for others, that inspires anyone to do it. So take the time, do the research, do the thing, and then tell other people about it, right? Yes, yes Rachel. It's for me, and I've, I expressed that to you, it feels a little weird to toot your own mm-hmm. horn, um, but it is kind of fun. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, there's a variety of things and maybe you're going to open up someone's eyes or open up, you know, someone's mind to something completely new that they didn't even realize was a need or was available or was an opportunity. So I think that's really, really great advice to, yes, talk about it, Mm -hmm. um, share with your team members. Right. And it's, it's not about, you know, putting the attention on yourself. Like, look at this great thing I did. It is about that inspiration factor. Like I'm sharing my story. So hopefully someone can take that and say, I want to do that too. Let me find something in my community that's similar and I can, you know, take that and run with it. Or maybe I can do it in a different way for Mm -hmm. the community where I serve. Uh, Maybe this is a new idea that I've never heard of. It's not about the pulling the attention to yourself. It's just about sharing the story so you can inspire others. So don't feel like you're bragging about yourself if you're sharing your story because we know that's not the point, right? The point is just to spread the word, get it out there and inspire others. So. 
Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk about this. This is a great topic and you've got some great ideas and some great advice to share. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Well, huge thanks again to Stephanie for coming on the show and just talking about how she gives back. Uh, We really appreciate it, Stephanie, and it was great to hear your story. And now we get to talk about what we have for a segment today. So Tommy and Brayton, we've got you both on. Tommy, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about music through the decades. Oh, yes. Love this topic. I did some extensive research before because I love music, but I'm really bad at telling you what decade different songs are from. So I had to I had to puzzle piece things together, but I'm really excited to talk about this. Awesome. So we'll kick it off with the 80s. Rachel, what was the best song from the 80s? Okay, I have three on my list, so I will be very quick. <laughs> um, one of my number one songs from the 80s, Don't Stop Believin' by Journey. I don't care how cheesy it is. It's one of my favorites. Sing it at the top of my lungs every time I hear it. Put it on the radio. It's so good. Um, but a couple others that I really like that are maybe not as popular. I mean, one was on, they're, they're both on the pretty big hit list, but you just don't hear about them as often are uh, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. And the reason I picked this one is because it's from one of my favorite movies, The Breakfast Club. And it's it just embodies that movie, right? <laughs> every time I hear that song, I think of The Breakfast Club right away. And then the other one that I really like, and this is just kind of a fun pop song, is Call Me by Blondie. Uh, anytime I hear that song, I just can't help but start tapping my feet a little bit and singing along to it. So those are my favorite songs from the 80s. What about you guys? For me, uh, I try to narrow all my list down to one. It's pretty hard to do. But for me, it's <laughs> it's Come On Eileen. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Mine is Fast Car by Tracy Chapman was my pick. Um, it's a song that my mom really likes to play when I'm at the house, or at least when I was growing up. And it just... It's just a nice, smooth tune. Also, Rachel, uh, two weeks ago, I sang Don't Stop Believing at a karaoke bar here in Lincoln. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was pretty fun. I couldn't think of another uh, (laughs) karaoke type song to sing. So that was just my go to. I love that. It's probably one of the like number one karaoke choices, but it's also one of the longest. So kudos to you for sticking that one out. (laughs) All right, we'll move up a decade. How about the 90s? Yeah, the 90s, I've got a couple. I really like Scar Tissue by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's probably my number one. And then uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's by... (gasps) Yes, Deep Blue Something. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Deep Blue Something. It's just one of those songs that whenever the chorus comes on, it's just hard not to belt out. So that song just, that song gets me going. And then uh, Don't Speak by No Doubt. Oh is a really, really good song that I feel like not enough people nowadays know about. So I wanted to get on the podcast and tell them about Don't Speak by No Doubt because it's so good and I'll be a Gwen Stefani fan forever. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I'm fighting the urge to sing all of those songs that you just said. (laughs) Um, For me, I have a I have five and I'm just, I'm going to rapid fire okay. <laughs> say Let's these. Go. I'm, I'm going to try not to spend too much time on them, but I grew up in the nineties. So this is my decade. Right. <laughs> um, so number one, Everlong by the Foo Fighters, favorite band. Love this song. I'll play it endlessly and never get tired of it. Um, also smells like teen spirit by Nirvana. 
I mean, who doesn't love that song? Who doesn't love Nirvana? <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a classic. Um, also, Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. Uh, this is one of my favorites. It just takes me back to driving to summer softball games with my mom. Uh, the Hook by Blues Traveler. Love that song. And it's it's funny because it's just it was written, you know, as kind of making fun of people who like pop music because it's about not caring about what the words say because the chorus always brings you back. The hook always brings you back. Uh, and of course, I have to have a boy band song in here because what's the 90s without boy bands? But I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Mm. Just chef's kiss. It's perfect. <laughs> really good song. Yep. What about you, Tommy? For me, it's Mambo number five. Oh my gosh, that takes me back. <laughs> right? I just think I just like like the the tune with it. It's just it's kind of a vibe. I don't know. It's a vibe. You you have to dance to it, right? You, you can't have to. sit still. Nope, not at all. We'll keep moving up the clock. How about the two thousands? Uh, Rachel, do you want to go first? Yeah. So I've got some on my list for this one too. I, I couldn't narrow it down to just one for any of these categories, but um, I really like Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Mm. That's another one that I'll just, I'll play over and over again. That beat just drives you forward. Um, I also like Misery Business by Paramore. Um, that one, it wasn't their, their first album, but it was definitely their biggest hit and it's what put them on the map. And I can just sing that at the top of my lungs anytime it comes on. Uh, I also like I Don't Care by Fallout Boy. Uh, <laughs> it's just another one that you turn up loud while you're driving and you just rock out. And then a um, couple of Foo Fighters songs. They're my favorite band, so I have to have at least a, a couple of more on here. But I really like Times Like These and Long Road to Ruin by both of them, or by by Foo Fighters, because they're, they're just great songs. And the music video for Long Road to Ruin is hilarious. So those are my picks. What about you, Brayton? What are your top songs from the 2000s? From the 2000s, I get a few as well. It is really hard to narrow these picks down. <laughs> um, the first one I'm going to mention is one that I don't think anybody listening's probably heard of. It's called Didn't I by Durando. It's a, it's a very hard to describe genre of music, but it's a really chill song. I would suggest that you listen to it while you're working. Um, <laughs> And then my other two were Miss Jackson by Outkast, um, just a classic. And then Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon. Oh, that's a great one. Good song. Might be overplayed a little bit, but has a special spot in my heart. Just a really good song. Tommy, how about you? Uh, for me, it's Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> dominated the decade. And, yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> All you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. You can listen to that live for an entire entire night. You're fine. You'd have a good time. Uh, we'll, we'll keep going to our last and final decade. We're going to split this up into two different parts, so the early 2010s and the late 2010s. So I'll start with Rachel. Rachel, what was the best song from the early 2010s? So this would be 2010 to 2015. Okay, 2010 to 2015, Adele was on fire, mm -hmm. and Rolling in the Deep mm -hmm. is one of my favorite songs ever, and I I love Adele as an artist. She can do no wrong, in my opinion, but that song is amazing. The words are great, the beat is great, and holy crap, she sings the crap out of that song. I love it so much. And then my Foo Fighters honorable mentions are Arlandria and Rosemary. So <laughs> I can't, I can't go another decade without throwing them in there, but those are, 
my favorites. What about you, Brayton? For the for the 2010s, I've got some less mainstream picks, but first one's going to be uh, Shake Me Down by Cage the Elephant. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Have either of you heard of that song at all? Uh, the song I, I can't say. Cage the Elephant, I do know. Um, okay, okay. I, yes, but not not the song specifically. Well, I'd suggest you give it a listen. It's one of my favorite songs. And then um, I'm a big fan of Hozier, if you've heard of Hozier. Mm-hmm. And he dropped a really good album in the early two- 2010s. Um, and from that album, I think uh, From Eden, Take Me to Church, and Cherry Wine were just three really good songs that you can put on whenever or at least I can and enjoy them, but maybe not the absolute best songs from that era, but some of my favorites for sure. How about you, Tommy? So I also have Rolling in the Deep because yes. Adele does sing the crap out of that song. <laughs> oh, so good. And then I have Animals by Martin Garrix. Um, that was mm. kind of my introduction into EDM and dance music, so I have to put it on here. It's such a good song. <laughs> and then um, a song that kind of, I'm sure Brayton can agree with me, defined that portion of our lives with Thrift Shop by Malcolm Moore. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great that, song. Yeah, when, it, when it first came out, that was everywhere. And I mean, we were in what, middle school when that came out, Brayton? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so you are killing me, there. Smalls. You are. That was my that was my pregame hype song for oh, yeah. you know B League basketball back in the day. <laughs> squirt, squirt hockey, and we were ripping it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we will move on to our last half decade. So this would be the late 2010s. And Brain, mm. do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, this one was super hard just because I looked through my playlist and pretty much every song on here is from the past. You know, since 2015, but uh, uh, I would say Feathered Indians by Tyler Childers. I like a lot of country music, and that one is just timeless to me. And I know I still hear it played a lot. And then uh, Congratulations by Mac Miller. Those are just two of my favorite songs from the from the past eight years, I guess. And and two like two songs I would describe as just perfect. How about you, Rachel? Well. Uh... I have a few on my list. I mean, Adele is on here again. No big surprise there. Uh, Hello, that, I mean, we thought Rolling in the Deep was big. Hello blew, almost blew that one out of the water, (laughs) in my opinion, just from a popularity standpoint. I still prefer Rolling in the Deep, but Hello was great. Um, I also liked Cheap Thrills by Sia, uh, another one that you can just kind of sing at the top of your lungs. Um, So... Another one, too, that's I'm not well versed in recent, recent music, so uh, I can't really hold a candle to other people's tastes, I'm sure. But I really like It's About Damn Time by Lizzo. That's one I I can't sit still when I listen to that. It's just it's so good. Um, And then Foo Fighters, of course, got to put more on here. Um, Run was a great one that they released in the the late 2010s. And then their newest one, Under You. it just released earlier this month and I haven't listened to it a lot, but I do like it. And I know it's after their loss of Taylor Hawkins, who is their drummer. And so uh, I know that that's going to be a lot of healing, I think um, for, for the band and for the fans too, because that was a pretty big loss in the, the Foo Fighters fandom, but yeah, that one's a great one. So you got to check that one out. What do you think, Tommy? I have Better Not by Lewis the Child. Um, it's a newer song. It's about, I think it was 2020 when he had that released. Uh, they're a DJ duo. They're relatively new. Not super new. I want to say about five years. Um, but check them out. They're really cool. And then 
I have Blame by Calvin Harris and Closer by the Chainsmokers. So definitely in the last past decade, I got a lot more into uh, EDM and dance party music type stuff. So that's kind of where mm-hmm. my taste shifted in the past couple of years. Interesting. Well, this was fun walking down memory lane with some of these songs and really enjoying just some of the the top favorites. I, I like hearing your favorites as well. Just, I mean, there, there's quite an age gap between <laughs> me and both of you. Uh, so I, I like hearing your opinions on good music from decades where I was kind of coming into my own style and preferences of music. And I like hearing about yours too, because in recent years, I've been somewhat out of touch with the newer stuff. So this has been a a great conversation. Uh, But again, we also want to say thanks to Stephanie for coming on the show and talking about her love for giving back again. That was a a great conversation. And thank you all for listening to, we want to hear your music opinions. So let us know what you think about those different decades. What were your top songs from the decade? Uh, Share them with us because we'd love to hear from you. But Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.